Hey everyone, this is Patrick Cacciatore with No Struggle, No Story. Here on No Struggle, No Story, we put a huge emphasis on talking with some of the best athletes in the world about some struggles and adversities they've faced and how they were able to overcome them and turn what many would perceive as a negative experience into something uh, very positive for their life. So today I'm going to be bringing on Alexis Conaway, who is 2015 and 16 All-Big 12 first team, 2017 Big 12 Volleyball Scholar Athlete of the Year, and the 2020 Finnish Cup champion and MVP of the game uh, over in the Finnish Volleyball Professional League. So thank you so much for coming on today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Excited to be here and honored to be a part of this. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're super excited to speak with you and everything. And so kind of we had spoke a little bit over text about, you know, some of your experiences, you know, throughout college and then, you know, currently with this corona situation and stuff. And so if you kind of want to start off uh, with your experiences at Iowa State and what you really learned there, that'd be awesome. Sure. Well, just to back up one little step, uh, going into college, I had kind of had the uh, picture perfect high school experience, so to speak, where I just found success in school and sports. Senior year had that stellar senior year, winning state volleyball, state basketball, um, and high jump and track. So sure. leading up to college, I hadn't really experienced hard struggles that people had faced, which I'm so fortunate and blessed to have had that. 100%. Um, but then I realized that that had kind of put this deep-seated belief in me that oh, I can't struggle. Like, I've, I've got to be perfect. I've got to succeed in what I do. And so that is kind of where I was at when I went into college and something that um, I had to learn and um, definitely struggled with at times. But um, yeah, kind of where my mind was at going in. 100%. I think that's a really interesting point because I think a lot of like the best athletes coming out of high school, right? You know, um, you know, you're real super successful at your sport. And when you're young, you don't find as much adversity in like the in like the daily life. You're not having to deal with so many different factors that you deal with once you go to college. And how um how tough was that for you when you went into school and you probably started having, you know, a few a little bit of rougher times because you're probably not the best in, in, in what you do anymore going into such a higher level sport. Absolutely. Uh, it was the reality check from day one. I immediately felt like I didn't know how to play volleyball. <laughs> and then to top it off, within a couple weeks of preseason, I ended up switching positions. Okay. So then not only was I at the bottom of the totem pole, but I was like back at square one of, okay, how do I even hit the ball? Where do I go? Felt like I was just a chicken with my head cut off, running, trying to be out of people's ways. Um, so definitely my first big challenge. Um, thankfully, I had super supportive teammates and uh, learned to have the mentality of just do my best and learn what I could. Um, but that freshman year was definitely tough, just getting so wrapped up in numbers and performance and wins and losses that it really took away from the joy of the game itself. How did you um, kind of convert from, you know, this idea of success being, you know, the stats and the championships and all of that stuff into like, I guess it sounds like more of a process oriented mentality, like throughout college. Absolutely. Uh, it took time for sure. Uh, one big thing for me was getting involved in our FCA and their uh, 
realizing that the sport didn't define me. Sure. I listened to your podcast with Maddie and she touched a lot on identity and I just echo everything she said. I think it's so huge to know as athletes who we are outside of our sport because we're going to have great days and we're going to have terrible days. That's just the reality. But knowing that at the core of who we are, that can't change, um, gives so much more freedom and joy no matter how things are going. No, I think that's the real, the, like your word choice of freedom for me, like really resonates because I remember like obviously coming into college, you know, I was a five-star recruit coming in and had all these expectations and it started off great for me. I won my first collegiate tournament. I went in and all th things were awesome. It was basically the same thing as what you're talking about in high school, you know, everything's great. But then the second that I got benched and didn't start and, and that, and like that started happening was, um, it felt like a weight on your shoulders almost because mm -hmm. like day in, day out, if you have a bad day, you're like farther away from your goal and it really starts to tumble on you. And so I think that's a really cool choice of words where you talked about that. And so what were you finding kind of like your success in day to day? Uh, like how were you able to judge your success? I would say. Mm -hmm. Great question. Uh, I think for me, the one big thing was, did I give everything I could? And something that helped with that uh, was something I was actually taught when I was younger and didn't really fully understand until I got to college. But it was wherever you're at, be all there. And that became really big for me. I'm, okay, I'm in volleyball. I'm going to give everything I can to volleyball. Uh, and a big thing for me with volleyball is loving and serving my teammates. It's such a team-oriented sport where you need at least three people um, to touch the ball before it goes over. So um yeah being there for each other and me giving everything i had um That's doing it. what i could control and then the things that i couldn't control being okay with how they ended up absolutely did you feel like you had a little bit of a struggle um almost like trying to take ownership of what you couldn't control at times because i know that's something that i really struggled with was when i couldn't control something sometimes i would even put that on myself you know like a result or something like that how did you kind of go through that process, I'd say? Yeah, absolutely. I think as athletes, that's the tendency for most, most because we want to be great. We want to succeed. And so it's, okay, well, how can I fix this to where I am successful? I do well. And I think for me, um, honestly, it's just, it was the constant reminder of, okay, um, what am I doing and why am I doing it? And um, it, it became bigger than just a win or a loss. Um, but the way that I could serve my team, the way I could re represent my team. Um, and so even just measuring success on a different scale than simply uh, having uh, more kills or um, a higher percentage, whatever it was. No, I think that's an awesome point. I think it's really interesting when you get into college and when you're in high school, the people you always can like kind of look up to in college are the like the big ones with the big stats and the ones that are the best players. But when you get into the team environment, I thought it was really interesting that my coach at South Carolina and at Nebraska, the ones that he would speak about the most were not uh, the best players to go through the program. It was usually the ones with the best energy, the ones with the greatest leadership and the ones that were really able to change a program in a different way than really just wins and losses. And so that was a huge kind of eye opener for me. I don't know if you experienced something similar, like when you went to Iowa state. 
Absolutely. Yeah. We, we had a girl my senior year who actually um, had left the team and the coaches asked her to come back because of her character and what she brought to the team. And I think it's so hard um, because the world looks at um, the stats and the big star players that it's so easy for those other players to get lost, but they are, I totally believe the core of the team and what makes the team great is if you have that leadership and that character and um, can create a positive environment for people to work in. No, I agree for sure. I think, you know, character is always going to come first, you know, in most situations and every single person on, when you have a team that big, especially every person has a different personality and is going to kind of play a different role. So I think it's a really cool experience not only for athletes but I think just for people going into like a workplace as well you know once you get out of your sport which is you know everyone eventually does right I think it's a really cool experience to kind of be able to translate that into you know whatever it be after that so I think um so you kind of go through this experience you have a super successful career at Iowa State and then you said that after college, you actually took like a gap year, I guess, if you want to, if you want to call it that, uh, from the sport. Um, what kind of did you learn from that experience and what did you kind of go through during that time? Sure. I, so originally I thought it was just full out retirement. I was ready to be done. <laughs> I did. I had a great experience and I had the mentality of, okay, like it, it was pretty successful. Like it went well and my body's kind of tired. My mind's kind of tired. I was just ready for a new adventure. Yeah. Uh, so at that point I had a boyfriend out in DC. I'd always wanted to go to a big city. So I was like, okay, yeah. here we go. I uh, moved out there. Didn't even have a job at the time, uh, but through random connections ended up working for a congressman completely out of my element. I, I mean, from athletics to politics, I feel like it's got to be about as far as you can get. And I really did not have much experience at all. So it was almost back to freshman year of, man, what am I doing here? On. Yeah, huge learning curve. Um, really big challenge, um, but also exciting. Um, so yeah, I was kind of going along with that, um, just figuring out how to do life outside of sports. Um, and again, having to be reminded of, okay, who am I now that I'm not this known athlete at Iowa State and not a known person in general. I mean, DC sure. is so big that nobody cared who I was or what I did. Um, I think that's a something that a lot of athletes kind of go through, especially playing for a big 12 program like Iowa State, where you get tons of publicity and tons of people. You go around campus, tons of people know you. So how did it, how did you, I mean, I guess, did you kind of go through a similar process where it was like you aren't judged off of your success on the volleyball court and more as a person and like start to build yourself that way? Like when you went into, I guess, someplace out of your sport for the first time. Yeah. At first it was weird. I was just used to being in Ames. That's small town feel where, yeah, people know you and um, life had just been the same for four years. Then going to this big city where it's completely new environment. Um, but for me, it actually became freeing in a sense after I got over that initial like shock and um, fear because then I truly was just Alexis. Yeah. Um, it wasn't about what I was doing or 
um, anything like that. Though I will say DC is very career oriented. So in a new way it was, okay, what do you do? Who do you work for? So having to fight for those same ideals of no, it's, it's not about the prestige or the job that I have, but about who I am and what I'm about. So um, it was, it was a really big thing for me to learn and something that I'm really thankful for um, that I had during that time that has helped me even when I've gotten back into athletics. No, for sure. I think that's an awesome experience and something that a ton of people are going to go through at some point, you know, specifically athletes, but I mean, anybody going in a normal life, going from, you know, a new chapter of their life, I guess I would say, because everything happens, you know, like middle school to high school to college and then to post-college all have their own experiences and their own things that you can kind of be thankful and realize that you learn from. So I think that's a really awesome point. So after that, uh, where did you go from, from there? How did you learn that you wanted to go on and play professional volleyball? So it was kind of one curveball after the next. I was out in DC, thought I had things planned out. Uh, the first curveball was uh, losing my freshman year roommate. So I'm not sure if you remember hearing about it, but Thalia was a golfer at Iowa State. And she also happened to be my roommate my freshman year. Uh, we just, we had a really special bond. Um, and so that, and that was the first loss that I experienced. Being out in DC, I just felt so far from everything, so disconnected and uh, yeah, it was just a shock. I mean, something you never imagine happening to anyone, let alone someone that you know and love. Uh, so going through that, uh, and then I actually, I went back to Iowa State when they honored her. And just seeing that alone and the way they turned something so dark and terrible into something so beautiful um, was really eye-opening and put things in perspective. And for me, I didn't realize at the time, but reminded me of the power of sport as well and how much even conversations I'd had with Thalia and things she had encouraged me in. And um, like she had always pushed me to travel and to um, keep learning and experiencing new things. And so that was just kind of in the back of my mind throughout all this. Um, Got it. No, I think that's really incredible because I think, uh, there's always like two ways to look at something. Right. And I think you talk about how your experience in DC, you know, you were super grateful for it and things like that. And I think a lot of people would say, no, it just wasn't for me and throw it out the window. And I think, you know, being grateful and having gratitude towards something is really important first of all. And then, yeah, I think really tough events like that, I guess, you know, a lot of people talk about when they're really faced with like an overcome with emotion. And, you know, when you, I guess, lose something that, you didn't always realize uh, was so like it had such an impact on you. Mm -hmm. It really makes you realize your passion and stuff like that. And so I think you talked about the power of sport and like how much just this freshman year relationship had on your life and what you're doing now. And I think that's really incredible, you know, to really think about. And do you think I would ask like the power of sport that, you know, sport isn't necessarily just about like, it's about competing, but really the lessons you can learn from it and like the things you can take from it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something, honestly, the more I play, the more I realize um, one, the impact it's had in my life and um, just 
figuring out who I am and learning these skills like how to be on a team, how to build relationships, how to persevere, how to communicate. Like, honestly, the list goes on and on. And like you said, translates to absolutely any field that you could go into. Um, and then just the bigger picture of um, the way it brings people together. And even our sport the last few months, I think has shown just how impactful it is in our entire society. Um, now that we don't have it consistently anymore, we realized, man, that was, it's such a cool thing. And um, yeah, something that brings so much joy and excitement and um, unity. And so, I agree. Yeah, so huge. No, I think so. I think so for sure. And I think you don't, something you don't really realize when you're playing is that I've really found that like growing up and like kind of learning more is that tennis or I mean, volleyball, whatever sport you play, right. You aren't that sport, but that sport is basically just a part of you and that however you're acting and all of your experiences through that sport are what's kind of shaping you as a person. And it really, like you talked about, it shapes us as a society. You know, you talk about football and what an impact it has on the entire world. I mean, not to mention our economy, first of all, you know, how much that, how much of a big deal it is for that, but just kind of like bringing people together. I know how, I can't tell how many people just walking along the street, you know, you see somebody that, for instance, I'm sure if you ever see someone with an Iowa state hat or something like that, you know, you build a relationship through that. And so I think it's an incredible, uh, I guess, entity that we don't really realize uh, in our lives and stuff like that. And it's super, um, yeah, unifying for like our country. And so how, when you, obviously all, everyone, you know, lost their sport in a way for a few months, how were you able to, I guess, keep sane, but also kind of keep confidence in yourself and, uh, kind of keep building yourself as a person throughout like this time? Absolutely. Um, I will backtrack just quick to finish the getting back into volleyball. Um, so when, yeah, I had lost Thalia and then the final two curveballs where I lost my job, the congressman I worked for was not reelected. And then, uh, my boyfriend and I broke up. So then I was like, yeah, everything out the window, what do I do? Where do I go? Um, did I, am I a big failure because I moved out here and what I thought was going to happen didn't. Um, but, uh, yeah, Ben, going back to what started with Delia and again, sitting in, what do I care about? And seeing sport in a whole new way, then I realized, okay, man, that is what, what I do care about. So um, yeah, then got connected with LSU, um, worked as a volunteer assistant. And then from there decided, okay, I actually want to play. Sure. Even though that terrified me, I... I didn't know if I was good enough. I uh, was afraid of getting hurt. I had made it through. I was okay. And I had been like pretty successful on paper. So I was like, what if this doesn't work out? What are people going to think of me? Yeah. But then just realizing I, I don't want to make a decision out of fear. Um, yeah. I would rather go for it and experience something hard than regret and play it safe, even though that's totally my natural tendency. Like, I just want to, I want to be okay. Um, yeah, I'm totally fine just sitting here, not 
having any conflict, but then deep down, it's like, no, there's more. I believe I have more. I'm called to more. So, yeah. How did you, um, how are you able to kind of step outside your comfort zone and realize that, you know, uh, like, even if you kind of go into this experience and it doesn't work out, uh, were you, were you going to be content no matter what, just knowing that you had kind of gone after what you really wanted to do? Yes, absolutely. Um, I, looking back on my experiences, even going to DC, I realized that though that was one of the hardest times in my life, um, of going for something and it not working out, what I learned and how much I grew, absolutely worth it. And so I, I just fully believe that going if it didn't work out, man, I would have had an awesome experience still going overseas and um, meeting new people and yeah, trying something that people dream about. Um, and then if it did work out, which it did, awesome. I, yeah, getting to go for something no matter what would push me further than if I didn't go at all. So no, that I think, kind of led me into that. No, I think that's awesome because I think a lot of people are really scared to kind of go after their passion or go after what they're they really believe in because of external factors and like all these other things that we really believe matter. You know, like oh, what is this person going to think of me if I fail? Like, what is what what am I going to think of myself and things like that? But I think the true, I guess. Uh, the true key in all of it is really just the effort and just the point of diving into the deep end and putting yourself out there. And I think people would be amazed at what happens when you really do push yourself farther and go into something that you never really thought had thought that you could. And so I think that's a really cool story for everyone to be able to hear. And so you kind of go over to Finland, right? Is it Finland? You start in Finland. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so you go into Finland and, from what my girlfriend has told me and a lot of the girls on the Nebraska volleyball team, it's mostly foreigners over there, right? Like for the, for the majority. And so mm -hmm. how did you deal with, I guess, this whole new culture and like being in this new country with new teammates that all, aren't all American, you don't have, maybe not have a ton in common besides volleyball with, how did you kind of go through that experience and what did, did you have a tough time with that? It was definitely challenging. I had never been to Europe before, and all I kept hearing about Finland was cold and dark, cold and dark. And you know, that didn't really excite me, shockingly. Um, I, guess. Yeah. I love uh, warm and bright, so yeah. cold and dark doesn't quite mix, but um, no, the country itself is incredible and beautiful. But as far as stepping into a new culture goes, I definitely learned how to be alone which is I think something that is really scary for most people um, especially with um, social media and all of this it's like you just need to be involved all the time and be doing all these things and if you're not then you're missing out or not good enough whatever but um, so learning that was really huge um, and then just being in a new place where I was the foreigner, um, yeah, it made me realize what um, some of my foreign teammates had experienced at Iowa State. 
uh, sitting at the table and people are speaking a different language and you're just there on your own kind of looking around like, 100%. okay. Um, What's going on? Yes, absolutely. So uh, again, another step outside the comfort zone, um, definitely hard times and just being away from friends and family, missing out on weddings and births and all of that. For me, I had to constantly remind myself of, okay, why am I doing this? And is it worth it? And um, yeah, then for me, it always was, um, even in those hard moments. And my faith was huge during that as well of um, knowing who I was and that I wasn't alone. Um, that, um, yeah, was just something that I relied on and helped it be a great experience. No, I think faith is, uh, you know, for people that whether they're religious or not, but I think just an overall belief system of whether it be, you know, yeah, religion or your core values or anything like that. I think having something to stick to is really important for people because no matter what experience you go through, good or bad, I've, I've at least found, and I've heard from, you know, speaking with people like you and others on the podcast that that has been something that really helped them realize like their worth and made you realize that no matter where you are, what you're doing, that, yeah, you're not alone. And that if you're sticking to these values, then everything is going to kind of eventually work itself out and that there's better days ahead. Yes. And I would say that's the other huge thing I took away from being over there was it, it solidified my beliefs and my values because I didn't have my friends and my family around me who thought like me or talked like me. I really had to decide for myself, okay, what, what do I believe in? How am I going to live and present myself and what am I going to stand up for? Um, so, uh, no. yeah, I think going away for anyone in general and even just going to a school away from, home is um, something that you will yeah, solidify those beliefs and then help you the rest of your life. For sure. I think so too. So kind of touching on like the last point here is you talked a lot about kind of like this why, right? And kind of realizing like, this is why I'm doing it no matter how hard it is right now or how great it's going. Like there's still like this overall, I guess, uh, arrow, like you have like, a, like a, I guess like a life compass, right? And how much does that why really mean like for your life and for your, who you are becoming as a person? Uh, for me, it drives. So something that solidified it even more when I came back from Finland, our season was canceled a month early. It was, um, okay, what do I do now? I can't even go into a gym. Um, but my friends developed this program. Read Pretty was who it was under. It's called MXP, Max Potential Mindset. Okay. Um, but at the very beginning, they help you go through who am I? What am I about? What am I trying to do? And it's basically helping you figure out, okay, what are you going after and why? And yeah, for me, it was so huge because then even when I came back and didn't have a team, didn't have a job, didn't know what I was going to do. Um, that helped me to make decisions, me to uh, keep working, to have hard conversations. Um, and yeah, it just reminds me of the bigger picture of things. 
And I think that if everyone could have their why for what they're doing, um, it, to me, it just, it gives that motivation and the reminder that it is so much bigger that even when we get in the monotony of whether it's going to the gym and lifting or it's sitting at a computer and typing or um, making sandwiches at Chick-fil-A, which yeah. work at Chick-fil-A for during that gap year too, but whatever. Yeah, I wish I could have gotten a free Chick-fil-A sandwich. I know it's not, that's an unreal perk. For sure. Absolutely. Uh, just remembering that gives so much more meaning and um, helps push you on those days that things get hard. No, I think that's a really, really cool point for everyone to kind of understand from because no matter what you're doing, you can kind of go back to that and say, hey, does this like, re- does this align with my goals, with who I want to be? And if it does, then you push forward. If not, you just rethink. And I think it makes life a whole lot more simple for people that really can just be confused. And I think all of us can get like that at times. So mm-hmm. I think that's a really cool point. And um, yeah, I think everything you spoke about today is so, so important for people to listen to. And I'm really, really excited for people to be able to learn from your experiences and what you've been. Cause I know I for sure I'm taking a lot from it. So Thank you so much for coming on today. And uh, I really, really appreciate you, you know, being willing to kind of come out here and talk about some of your struggles and what you really have kind of been through. Absolutely. Well, thank you for what you're doing, because I know this will have a huge impact. And I wish I could have heard these things when I was younger, but excited for um, people to just get to learn from each other's stories. So powerful. Absolutely. You got it. I'm uh, really excited about it. And uh, We'll be in touch and uh, thank you so much for joining me again today. That was awesome. Yeah, sounds great. Thank you. Got it.